Hi guys and welcome back to Climbing Daily. Hugo is back. Hello. And on this week's show, we've got the breakdown of the first Boulder World Cup of the season. We chat about the latest 9B sense and make sure to stay tuned for the foamy deal of the week. Do we talk about the controversy? Yeah, right away, because we have to talk about the first Boulder World Cup of the season, which took place in Hachioji, Japan. The FSC season has started with the first World Cup in Hachioji, Japan. The boulders were really, really hard featuring new holds and totally new moves, which were tricky to read. In the women's final, Yanya Gambert was missing, since she's recovering from an injury and the star of the show this time was Brooke Rabatou. The Olympian was on fire, topping out three out of the four boulders. When she walked out for that final climb, she already won, but still gave it her all. She was the only woman to get the zone and the top of the final boulder. She really earned that gold medal. She was followed by German climber Anna Moyle with one top and two zones, and 19-year-old Japanese climber Anon Matsufuji in just her second Senior World Cup final, and she got the bronze medal. In the men's finals, we saw some veteran climbers, like Kokoro Fuji and Jong Wonchon, but the new generation really shone through. 19-year-old Paul Jenf only topped the second slabby boulder, which was set with some new 360 holds. This, with two other zones, was enough for third place. It was the first Senior World Cup final for 18-year-old Belgian climber Hannes van Dyssen, and he topped the men's boulder number two in one less attempt than Paul Jenf, which was necessary for a second place. Medji Schalk was in a league of his own. With his iconic, quick, dynamic and bouncy style, he was the only climber to top boulder one and two. And here's an update from our foreign correspondent, Matt Groom. Hello everyone, uh, I'm in South Korea for the next World Cup, but let's talk about Japan. And by now you already know the results, so I won't go through all of that. But I did want to talk about two things. Number one is the sheer emotion that was in the women's final. I have never experienced anything like it. Brooke Rabatou taking her first gold medal, and as she was topping it out, you could see her realise what was happening, realise what she'd done, she started to cry, most of the audience started to cry, I had a tear in my eye. Quinn Mason, who was next to me, her teammate, well, I mean, obviously for her and the rest of Team USA, imagine all the training, the grit, the blood, the sweat, the tears, all of those things coming together at once. It, it really was very, very special. And I just wanted to tell you because, yeah, it was unique. And also Hannah Moyle on the podium, her teammate Christoph Schweiger had been tragically killed before he could come to Japan. She had his name written on her arm, she had his pass in her hand, and oh my goodness, it, it was just one of those moments that transcends sport, and it's what makes sport so important, so had to highlight that. The second thing was the controversy around the men's final boulder. Now, the wall in Japan featured a, a 90 degree corner, and that meant that the root setters could try something different. Initially, I and a lot of people thought it was a kind of stemming, bridging move, but actually it was facing out towards the audience and jumping up into a big press. Now, none of the athletes could figure that out, so none of them could do the move. It did make for a little bit of a, uh, well, let's say boring final boulder, perhaps. But talking to root setters after the event, they were saying that this is how the sport progresses. That unless sometimes they put something in that the athletes haven't seen before, then the athletes aren't going to learn. And Mejdi, after the competition, went back, knowing the beta, 
and he did the entire climb in his trainers. It looked about 6A. So it just shows how important reading a route correctly is and how much the athletes need to know about certain moves and certain holds in order to do them. So perhaps in the future, if we see a jump like that, they'll know what to do. I mean, think of that crack in Maringin a couple of years ago that only Andra could do. From then on, we've seen other cracks in competitions and athletes have got better at it. So maybe you do need a few boulders that are too difficult or a bit weird so that they can progress and develop their skills. I don't know, you let me know down below what you think. Now, if you want to know the full results, there's a write-up on UKC or you can go back and watch the broadcasts. We'll move on now to uh, the speed and boulder rounds here before moving on to Jakarta for another speed round. So it's a packed schedule. I loved every second of Japan and thank you for watching if you did. See you soon. That's pretty incredible. Yes. Uh, a lot of news coming from that. A lot of news. Thank you for the update. And Matt Groom. Uh, Groom. Very emotional, Matt Groom, I have to say. Tear in his eye. I feel he used that a couple of times. Also, you know, like if you practice crying, you're crying, you cry more easily. But also when people can't see you, you have to kind of peep. You, people can't see you so you have to tell them that you're crying well you can like sound it in the voice true no did he not uh, I, I missed that bit I didn't actually watch I it I think live. I was crying you were crying so I had to turn it off yeah I gotta say there were a couple of new things like mm -hmm. move that the that last boulder in the men's that you know Medjdi solved afterwards was, was pretty cool uh, but then in the men's final we also saw some new shiny black and white holds right which steered a quite a big controversy on social media true uh so if you fancy reading for a while a good comment section of uh climbers going back and forth whether it was fair or not um yeah look for that post on the ifc instagram in a bonus but section to this new show uh <laughs> teresa Corti will read out her favorite comment section from that comment section <laughs> I get it. Like, I enjoyed it. There were a couple of good uh, comments. I gotta say, I like the holds. It's a new challenge. Can our comment of the week section be from that comments? They were quite lengthy responses. Okay. But did you like the holds? Like I, Zebra? I did, I did, I did. And Where's I, and Waldo? I, they, look, they looked amazing, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and as, in, as with regards to the texture of them, uh, I'm not... You gotta find it. Well... It's like climbing outdoors. But, what's the, what, but it, where's the challenge or else? No, but where's the where's the uh, there there is controversy in the, the the Japanese we heard that the Japanese climbers uh, team had a um, bit, bit more access to them. Than other I don't teams, know which maybe. team had more access to them, but yes, some some federations maybe tried them out. Oh, was more it not Japanese? Uh, I watched this news quite late, so I don't want to get the wrong country. Okay, but cool. anyway, like in climb well, in climbing in any other sport, like some people are gonna have certain advantages. Sure. No. No, no, true, true. Um, and I kind of, I, I read through that comment section. I felt kind of bad for 360 holds because I don't think it was a native speaker trying to like to argue all the their haters. case. And, uh, I like the reply. He was just confronted it, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Um, but no, other than that, it was, it's interesting that obviously I, I always like this kind of period where there is like the passing of the torch. So you see mm. the younger guys coming through. Yeah, and um, on the men's podium, no one was, well, older than 19. That's the thing. Teenagers. Like all of a sudden, going from being these guys that are like in the Junior World Championship Tour, all of a sudden they're on the Senior World Championship Tour and it doesn't seem like that's that big a gap, that big a jump. And they're just straight, not straight away on the podiums, but Meiji Shark hasn't been around for long, you know? He's, he's been yeah. climbing for, on the tour for a couple of years and to see him on the top of the boulder is, on the top of the podium is pretty, it's amazing. I think it's like, 
it's obviously the first step in the in the new direction of like the new guys coming through. Indeed, it's and then it was it was so cool seeing Brooke uh, get their first gold medal. Like she's always been there, like on podiums, in finals, at the Olympics. Yeah. But first gold, so that was pretty emotional to see. And she like kind of did a yanya because she topped a lot of boulders. Well, two boulders more than than the other women. So she destroyed it. Very, very, very cool to watch. Okay, next up, we've got some 9B climbing news. As reported on Planet Mountain, 19-year-old French climber Loïc Zahani, who lately has been making waves with his hard first ascents, this week he added another one to his name, Mosul. The route is located in Orgon, which was a popular crag in the 90s in France. For this climb, he proposed a grade of 9B forward slash plus. As reported on AA.NU, Italian climber Stefano Carnati climbed his first 9B with Erebor. Stefano Gazzofi initially graded this power endurance test piece at 9B forward slash plus. However, it has seen a couple of repeats by Laura Rogora, Jakob Schubert, who climbed it in just four days, and Adam Onja, who believes it's a solid 9B. Solid. Do you remember that I made a prediction about Loic Zahani? That he would become the next Cebuan and therefore the next big thing. Uh, He's yes. continuing on that. Indeed, isn't he? he is. He is. Uh, speaking not really about Seb though, Rio Rock is out. Uh, yes. And there's a special episode on Jumbo Love. Um, I don't know why I'm saying this, just because. Well, I think, I think the link, no, but the link there is that, like, Logic Zahani is on the cusp of doing it. He just needs a Real Rock film to be made about him. And then he'll be, like, mainstream. I generally think that's the thing. Like, he needs, like, a, he needs, like, a big, like, boost. I've been thinking about this a lot recently and why certain climbers and climb, climbers do well. And it's like, it's all about the Real story. Rock. No, but it's a story. It's like the story behind the climber. Um, and the way that, the reason, I th- for me, the reason that Alex Holland is the be- is like the most well-known climber in the world is because his story behind him is so like interesting. Like the fact that he's got like this thing with his brain and he doesn't quite think about like fear in the same way as others kind of thing. And, you know, there's so, there's so many like instances within uh, sport where story is like, just like puts climbers or puts like sportsmen to another platform and I think sometimes that's maybe where climbing lacks a little bit it's just like the story behind like the controversy behind the climber something that's kind of like puts them onto like a platform somewhat basically climbers needs to be need to be interesting no I'm not saying they're not interesting I'm sure they are but like they just uh, they need that kind of like extra bit they need that thing that people kind of engage with I know for like and and for me, like they engage with Alex Honnold because they see it's kind of like almost his weakness is his strength. Do you know what I mean? Kind well, of like I think Superman it's also like extraordinary normal. Like, you know, he looks like a normal bloke. Like, yeah. But then he can do this extraordinary things. Yeah, he's like a superhero. Kind of, yeah. And he does wear a red shirt, so I feel that helps with the whole imagery. Yeah, true. I saw this movie recently. I told you about it. It's like a highlight movie of uh, mountains. I think it's literally called Mountains. Oh, and yeah. it's a really cool soundtrack and just like a couple of nice shots. Uh, and the first image is, yeah, Alex Arnold free soloing on, on a wall in Mexico. So like, I guess that's in the imagery of people. There you go. All to say that if Loic <laughs> Zani gets a good filmmaker to uh, climb around with him. Um, yeah. And a real rock movie, we'll know more about him because I yeah. feel like we don't know that much about him. Exactly, yet. it'd be good to know more about him. Uh, next <laughs> up, we've got uh, some Alpine news all the way from Alaska. 
As reported on planetmountain.com, from the 31st of March to the 2nd of April, Matt Cornwell, Jackson Marvel, and Alan Rousseau established a bold direct line up the formidable east face of Mount Dickey, above the Root Glacier in Alaska. The route is called Aim for the Bushes, and it is a 1600 meters line graded I6, which is at the top of the scale, and M6, with an X grade, which probably means that it's very round out and falls would have resulted in serious injury. They went in this blind, climbing in true alpine style and not knowing what difficulties they could find. With two BVs on the route, the physical and mental resilience of these three had to be huge. They descended the normal route in mere two hours and 45 minutes, which probably also counts as a speed record. So I gotta say thank you, Thomas. He's a friend of mine who's like quite an avid like alpine climber mm-hmm. and said he cannot get excited about bouldering news. I, I feel ya. A note that he added to uh, this long message that we should cover this type of news is that with these lengths and these grades, uh, and to free it and this first ascent is basically a harder version of the Iger North face. Oh, wow. So some serious, serious climbing by those three guys. Um, there's a longer ride up on Planet Mountain. Make sure to check that out. And next up, I cannot get excited about this anymore, but we've got bouldering news. Yeah. ATA.NU reports that 36-year-old Dutch climber Michel Niehuizen has made an ascent of La Revolutionnaire, an AC-plus boulder in Fontainebleau. The block has now seen six ascents after Charles Albert made the first ascent back in 2017, with fellow Dutch climber Tim Reusser having recently repeated this route as well. When quizzed by ATA.NU about his tactic of climbing with one shoe, Michel said that he drew inspiration from Charles Albert and some alternative beta. I kind of feel like this is worth getting excited about. No, I'm waiting for Stefano to send a 9A. No, I'm joking. Not to uh, do down. Yes. True. Not to, um, uh, yeah, not be excited about his accomplishments. Yeah, the whole climbing without <laughs> backtrack, uh, a backtrack, shoe. Backtrack, backtrack. So one shoe on, one shoe off. Interesting. 50-50. Uh, something to do with toe hooking. To- like he had issues with the, the toe hooking beta. Uh, and without the shoe, he was able to claw onto it a little bit better. So he went down to one shoe. I think Tim Tim Reusser did, did it with two shoes. It's a pretty cool climb though, because yes. it just kind of comes out of this like cave boulder. type thing. So what did I say? Climb? No, boulder. Ah, uh, thing. Boulder. No, climb. it's like it's like a boulder. It's a cave, basically. It's a cave bo- uh, problem. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, now be counter. So we've got a couple of people on the 9B counter this week. Yes. I feel Loic, I guess he wants three points and a half with that slash plus. Yeah, let's so give it to him. Three points and a half. Whatever we can do to get him up there. Get him up there. He might win this year if he starts, you know. I think he might, yeah. The thing is that these are first ascents. Well, this is a first ascent. Was this first ascent? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, should he get more points for a first ascent? Mm, no. I think you should. Yes. I think that should be the new rule. First really? ascent, double points. Oh gosh, this mm. is controversial. Controversy. Uh, guys, write it in the comments below. And then the second one, Stefano Carnati, gets three points for his first 9B. That is a big step for him. Uh, indeed. And he's like a weekend warrior, like goes to university and, you know, climbs 9As over the weekend and 9Bs now. Uh, yeah, I'm always impressed by weekend warriors. You know, putting away the temptation of what a normal weekend warrior would be would do at the weekend. <laughs> A party weekend warrior, 
to turn into a climbing weekend warrior. That's it's always it's always impressive. Anyway, let me counter. Done. Done. Are we doing a drum roll? Sorry. I don't know how to no. do a drum roll. Okay, oh, but that's, you know, good. Because that's that, a hint. Ah, right, that's a hint. This okay. week, we've got <laughs> this we've got a discount on uh, snap bouldering pads. And yes. I'm holding our snap boulder pad. Uh, these are quite old, but if you want to get new uh, bouldering pads, check out the Epic TV shop, because this week, they're up to 50% off. 15. 15. Sorry, not 50. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yes. right. No, that's fine. You know. It's a bit disappointing. A bit yeah. down from 50 to 15. Sorry, boulderers. Uh, yeah, we couldn't really afford to give 50% off. 15. Yeah, but 15% off is still pretty good. Uh, yes, especially for snap pads because they're quite good and light to carry around. I mean, there are many bouldering pads rounds out there but uh snap actually you know invests into light foam technology i know that you're not a boulderer but <laughs> if you had to buy a, a, a bouldering pad what would it be i know you're, you're you can only really say snap i right can now, only can say you? snap now what about this one have you used this one uh have you used this one to actually boulder with no we had that other one the green the other green yellow snap one yeah. that's quite handy with the pocket for the um for the shoe mat, mm. which is quite, yeah, I mean, I just a little should... scrapey scrapey before you get on the climbing climbing. Yeah, it's quite handy. Nice. I mean, you don't want to go in font with like dirty shoes, so you know, bring around a mat, fold the bouldering mat. Indeed. What have we got this week on Epic TV? Media wise, yes. Epic TV climbing daily, there is an interview with Robbie and Seb. Berta. because uh, he flashed uh, Le Voyage and Robbie climbed it as well, so check out the teaser. That was a little interview with Robbie and Seb. Indeed. Uh, yeah, you know, quite... what, you know, You know what the, the common denominator in between those two is? Do I? Have a think about it. Robbie and Seb. Why were they climbing together? Because they're friends. Why are they friends? Because they have the same sponsor. Very good. Actually? Which one? Scarpa. Very good. <laughs> you deserve a round of applause for that. That was very good. <laughs> I was like, Ed Red, but then Robbie isn't, I don't think he has a gear sponsor. No, doesn't. So, um, well why is, is there a movie coming out? Is that? Yeah, Robbie's got a video going to come out on his on his YouTube channel. But we have the interviews. But we have the interviews. So this but is I'm sure he'll, prequel well, yeah, I'm, to the to the videos. I'm sure his video will have more climbing footage than we had on us. We had some climbing footage. We used all the pictures we could find. Exactly. Um, cool. Right. Next comment of the week. Yeah, I've got one. It's from uh, Modelite, who says, "Could uh, could could add Anna." Lightning a Clatter Masters 9A to the 9A Roundup. She's the first Finnish woman to climb that grade. But yeah, we spoke about it in a new show. We didn't watch Mugo. Why is there somebody? Why, Modeli, why have you commented that then? Because uh, they probably also missed a new show. <laughs> it was two weeks ago, I believe. I was sick. Um, no, you have to watch your kids. No, I was sick. You go, pick an excuse. I was in bed. It was, it was terrible. Uh, and you don't watch a climbing daily Wednesday news show? Not when I'm sick. I'm sorry. I was in bed. I was basically almost died. Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm fine now. Oh, yeah, you. You, you look uh, good. You cut your hair. <laughs> anyway, a lot of comments were about burden of dreams and the replica and if the replic if the sessions on the replica should count. I actually spent the weekend with Stefano Ghisolfi, who was trying burden of dreams, and he tried the replica a couple of times. And he was saying, like, it helps. Like... You know, 
You it counts. Well, maybe it's a separate counter because, like, what if you flash the boulder after? Like, what if somebody actually tries the replica for like three years and then rocks up to Finland and flashes it? <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, I don't want to quote him saying the wrong thing now, but um, I honestly think it kind of counts because the replica holds apparently are smoother. So if you can do the moves on the replica, well, you're gonna do them outdoors because. There's more friction and the holds are sharper and rougher. Mm. So, I mean, it counts. Do you think Stefano's going to send it? I really hope so. Like, I'm I'm not excited for Boulder News, but uh, he was so keen and he was so excited about it. Um, so, yeah, very best of luck with that Boulder. Does he think he's going to send it? I think he was really psyched. And his, his friends were like, um, if he's really psyched, something special can happen. So, I mean, we're all rooting for him, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, my other question is, is Will Bowlesy now a boulderer or is he a sport climber? Why? Because he's always been like a sport climber. Like he's not really no. been a boulderer. Doesn't now he he's do like, both? I mean, now he does, but he's like suddenly become like the best boulder in the, like, the, best boulder in the world pretty much by sending two nine A's. Uh, and I'm sure that like he used to be like a pretty, he was like a sport climber. Like Yeah, yeah. He climbed a bunch of stuff though in Spain last winter. Um, I don't know. I'm sure uh, people will tell us in the comments. Since he's grew his beard, I think he's become a boulderer. That's my theory. He's not wearing a beanie, though, in the videos. He's setting his own standards. He's a Scottish boulder. He doesn't care about that stuff. Oh, right. He's like, he's got a beard. That's his equivalent. The beard? Yeah. Oh. No, no other boulders have got beards, have they? Setting new standards. Well done, Will Bosey. Thank you so much for watching, guys. We'll see you in the next new show. Bye.